Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. And today, we're going to talk about something very important to us. It is the topic of kids' fitness, or I guess it could be a parenting talk, Joe. I think a like little a, of both. How to be a, you know, a better parent to mm-hmm. raise your kids as fit human beings. Well, as we say, what, what we learn in the gym should translate to real life. And so if we're, we're teaching our kids about sport and about training... I'm sure it will it will have carry over to everything we do. Well, for sure. And one of our big things is we really believe, both of us, that fitness can make you a better person mm-hmm. inside and out. You know, from the outside, uh, you're going to be better looking. You're going to be healthier. Uh, you're probably going to live a more fulfilling life just from being healthier and having some sense of wellness. I also think that uh, if you look good, you feel good. And there's a certain yeah. sense of self-esteem that comes from that. For real. So I think that's good for kids. And then from the inside, I think the challenges that kids can learn in a gym, well, not just kids, adults, mm-hmm. overcoming uh, adversity, dealing with failure, I think those things are crucial life skills. Yeah. You know, and, and I would want my kid anyway to have dealt with failure a bunch of times as a youth than the first time they fail be when they're 18 or 19 or, or yeah. some people, they act like they've never failed before and they're 30. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I want is, is is to raise somebody that's completely entitled because yeah. I don't think that's necessarily a good uh, – Well, that's, that's, a, that's a question I've been asked in job interviews. Like have you ever failed at anything? Like what an yeah. interesting question because I think the, the, the answer they're digging for is, well, no, because I've turned every failure into a success. But it's like, no, heck yeah, I've failed. I've failed yeah, a lot. A lot. But I've always picked myself up and carried on anyway. Yeah. There's this movement in kids' sports anyway, not necessarily fitness, but everybody gets a trophy. Mm-hmm. Everybody like, – like they don't want to score points anymore. There's, there's, there's like everyone's treated the same whether they win or lose. Yeah. Because if you lose, it makes kids feel bad. But I think losing is a great thing for kids. I think it's a great thing for people. If I look at myself, I've lost – You know, I've learned more from any loss I've had than any win. Yeah. Well, and I think the the attitude around that is all wrong. Like there's only one reason to play sports and that's to win or lose. And so we can't have any losers. So everybody's a winner. And I think sometimes how we define winning and losing, especially when it comes to kids, is really key. Oh, for sure. You know, because I don't I don't I don't like the idea of participation trophies. Don't give me a trophy because I freaking showed up. You know what I mean? Because I did the bare minimum like. You know, winning still means something, but it's not the be-all, end-all. I think it was, yeah, it was Vince Lombardi who said winning isn't everything. He said it's the only thing. And yeah. and people misunderstand that a lot. And he actually wrote a book. It was a two-part book. It's a, it's phenomenal. It's just uh, Lombardi on football. Uh, and he talks about that phrase and how misunderstood it had been. And he said it wasn't that, you know, the that winning is everything, but the pursuit of winning was everything. That was the reason they were there. You know, the, the becoming a better athlete, becoming a better person, which he was very big on with his players. It was part of the reason why he's a legendary coach. Uh, that was the, the heart and soul of why they were there. You know, like winning the Super Bowl was cool, but it was the journey to become a team that wins a Super Bowl that was transformative in people's lives. And that's why he's been St. Lombardi in my life. Well, you're also, let's face it, you're a little bit biased as a lifelong Packers <laughs> be, be that as it sure may. I, I, I do not I, deny that at all be that as it may he's still that good <laughs> you know i'm fairly sure if i cut you your blood would be green yeah a little, at this little, point little yellow how biased little, you are, yeah. but we're, we're okay with that um but back to kids fitness uh, a lot of people ask us how to get their kids involved in fitness and I think there's a couple of reasons. A, I'd, I'd like to think we're fitness experts. Mm-hmm. Um, at least we promote ourselves as fitness <laughs> experts, so people believe in the magic Instagram and all I don't the, know. Maybe the maybe horse we should, shit we, we should, put out there. We should rebrand as two jackasses on the radio. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Is radio still even a thing? I mean, yeah. I, I guess this is kind the of. new the new digital radio. If you want to think of it yeah. that way, yeah. You know, it, it's just funny that the radio used to be the only thing, but I don't hear people say I listen to the radio anymore. It's always podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But we brand ourselves as experts. We've got to get back on track here. Um, (laughs) But we also, if you followed us on social media, you'd know about Push Ups for JoJo. Mm -hmm. Um, 
as far as I can tell, your daughter's been doing push-ups since the day she was born. Yeah. Um, at least that's my memory of it. You're always uh, <laughs> posting the kids with you in the gym, and I've seen a ton of videos of your of both your little little kids trying to mimic what you do, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, so I think that's completely normal and uh, good for them. But it's it's something that I think people pick up on, and they're like, "Oh, he must know about kids' fitness." Mm-hmm. And really, it's the same thing for me. My my two kids are w- with me in the gym all the time. And uh, the 10-year-old's been raised in the gym, and frankly, so is the little one. Yeah. The the three-year-old. So I think people look to us for advice. Um, the funny thing is, is just because we have kids that are in the gym, I don't necessarily think that makes us experts either. No, no. But I mean, you know, it, for people who struggle to get their kids to do anything, it is I, – I can understand the the perception, right? Yeah, like, for gosh, sure. How, how come your kids seem to really enjoy exercising and mine don't? You know. Yeah. So we've we've come up with some reasons, I or not reasons. I'd say some guidelines for training your kids that we think are important. Mm-hmm. So number one, lead by example. Now, this to me, I think, is the most important because oh, it's agree. all I've ever done with them. Yeah. Um, a lot of people see uh, my ten-year-old working out. They see my two and a half year old like mimicking pushups. He's not very good at them, but he tries to mimic them Mm -hmm. or he'll mimic sit ups or he'll mimic squats. Uh, And and a lot of people jump to the conclusion that I have them on some kind of program or I've had them on some kind of program. But the reality is I've never put them on a program, never designed a workout for them, never made them do anything. They just by being exposed to what I do kind of play follow the leader yeah and beans writes his own workouts and i've watched him he do sure it. does yeah and he, he so, writes he writes good workouts too he knows <laughs> no for sure but that's just from being around yeah like yeah. simply by being in the same room and we actually had an interesting talk once uh i fell into the habit of always taking sundays off uh, and, and a lot of that came from university. There was always wrestling tournaments on a Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, your body was just really beat up. Uh, you had to get well for practice on Monday. So Sunday was just a do nothing day. And so for me and my programming, Sunday always became the day of rest. It had nothing to do with church or Jesus or mm-hmm. any stuff like that. It was just the, the day off. And that's common. A lot of people run their program Monday to Friday and they have the weekends yeah. off. Yep. But Sunday for me was a nothing day. And so uh, my 10-year-old Beans has been around the gym since he was born. And he's heard me say routinely to people, never take a day off. Mm -hmm. Every day is an opportunity to get better. You need to work harder. You need to show up at the gym. Why are you taking time off? And so there was a Sunday where he asked me if we were going to the gym. And, oh, gosh, Joe, he had to be four or five years old. Right. And I said, well, I don't go to the gym on Sunday. And he said, why not? It's a a rest day. And he looked me right in the eye and he said, but don't you want to get better? And I looked at him and I go, fuck off, Beans. I'm just trying to take a rest day. Why the interrogation? Dada Dada said bad words. You're fucking right I did. Why are you on my case? And he goes, Dad, I heard you teach and you teach people that if they want to get better, they have to do stuff every damn day. Ah, shit. Yeah. Uh, You're you're right, Beans. So why do we take Sunday off? I don't know. Get off my case. I just want to eat my Doritos. (laughs) God's sakes, dude. Anyway, he kept bugging me and bugging me. So we went to the gym. And it turns out I had a great workout that day. Mm -hmm. And it caused me to think, why do I take Sundays off? Yeah, yeah. Like, like what, what, what is this from? Because it's what I've always done. But my little four-year-old wasn't wrong in saying that you should work out every Sunday. I mean, if I take off 52 days of the year just arbitrarily because yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah, That's a lot of effort and a lot of opportunities to get better. I mean, I, I know you, Joe, how long was your transformation? Three months? Yeah. So that's, uh, what, 80 days roughly, 90 yep. days? Shit, that's 51 of those days yeah, yeah. that you're just throwing away for nothing. And then it got me thinking a little further. And to him, it's interesting because of the way he was raised. He doesn't look at training as any different than brushing your teeth, putting your socks on, 
putting your clothes on, getting out of bed. Like it just falls into that daily category of shit we do. Yeah, yeah. It's not special. It's not work. It's not a chore. It's like, what do we do? Well, we go to the gym. Why? Because that's what we do. And I love that example. Like, why do you brush your teeth? Well, because it's good for you and you you just do it. You don't think about it. I've said this before. Like, nobody says, well, I'm going to start brushing my teeth Monday. You know, it's like you just go brush your teeth. Like, it's that simple. Like, why wait until Monday to start your diet? Why wait till Monday to start your new exercise routine? It started five minutes ago. Just get on board. But what a great thing for a kid to look at working out like that. Well, and what a kid thing to, to, to not even see... You know what I mean? Like there's there's just no BS with a kid. There's nope. none of that. No excuses. You know, it's just that those like almost naive, innocent eyes and they just see right to the heart of things. Yeah, let's get it done. There's a, yeah. there's another story about him. It's funny. We went to Australia and uh, I was teaching a seminar and two friends of mine, Chris and Kate, uh, Kate watched him all day Saturday while we were at the seminar. And so Sunday he goes up to Chris, who's Kate's husband, and he says uh, – Chris, I got to talk to you. He's four, by the way. <laughs> Chris goes, what, what's up, mate? He goes, Kate's really stressing me out. <laughs> Chris goes, why? What's going on? He goes, well, I had a lot of fun with her yesterday, but she didn't give me time to work out. Like, I just want to work out before we start our day. So Chris kind of laughed and he goes, oh, yeah, mate. She does that to me all the time. I know what you're dealing with. <laughs> it's kind of like this cute little talk, but he's just panic stricken because he can't train because that's yeah. what you that's what you do. Like you wake up, you get your jammies off, you put your clothes on, you you brush your teeth, eat some breakfast, you go to the gym. It's yeah. just the way it is. But I think that's a great thing because I remember the fear of going into a weight room at 15 and it was mm-hmm. almost crippling. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. And that helps me empathize with people who are older than that. But imagine you're 28. You've never been to the gym. You look at it like it's a chore. You look at it like it's this big mountain to climb, like this thing that you have to do. And and you, I know this drives you nuts, but you're suffering. Yeah. You're throwing yourself on the fire. You're (laughs) killing yourself. Stop it. Oh my God. Getting some, you're in the middle of the war. The battle against the man. Like you know what I want to – sidebar. The guys who say that, have you ever been to a war zone, guys? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Like, I understand the parallels. I understand, like, you know, you kind of develop your battle buddies. That's a metaphor. Like, yep. let it go. Jeez. But if that's what you think, are you ever really going to be comfortable with fitness? If you're looking yeah. at it as like a mountain to climb, you're not. Well, if you can indoctrinate kids by just – letting them know that physical fitness is normal mm-hmm. well, that, what a that, great thing that was the whole thing with me with uh with push-ups for jojo and and for people who maybe haven't seen that or don't know what we're talking about um i'll just kind of give you the brief history of it so right after my daughter was born uh a friend of mine tagged me in the uh what was it the 22 kill um challenge and the idea was that you do 22 push-ups every day for 22 days uh, because 21, 20, was it 21 or 22? I don't even remember. It's like 22 veterans kill themselves every day. And so this was a way to kind of bring awareness. Uh, and so I was just in the middle of that and she was like just learning to crawl and just, I would set my camera up cause I was posting it on my Instagram every day when I did it just to, to kind of keep, to keep on track, make sure that I was accountable. Uh, and just would set her down beside me and I would start pounding up pushups. And one day she just like rolled over and started doing pushups. And they weren't very good. I mean, it was just a baby, but she was just copying what daddy was doing. Uh, and so even after the the challenge was over, we just kept going. And instead of hashtagging it, you know, 22 kill, I would just hashtag it pushups for Jojo. And we did that daily for, gosh, the first year and a half of her life. Uh, and even now with, with my other little one, Max, uh, Jojo will tell me in the morning, oh, we have to do our pushups. And then the three of us will sit there and just kind of do how many ever pushups they're interested in. You know, it could be five, could be 10. I usually do like 20, 25. And, and same thing. Now, little Max has started push up along with us because, hey, he sees dad doing it. He sees his sister doing it. This just is what we do. But the idea behind it is it's it's not forced. You know, it's not like I'm like, hey, Jojo, get up. It's time to do push ups. Right. It's like this is just something we do. It's fun. And it, it's just normal. It's every day. It's not it's not forced on them at all. Well, and so funny that Jojo probably couldn't. I mean, maybe she could. She's a smart girl, but 
probably wouldn't explain to you that like, yeah, I'm trying to develop my yeah. pectoral musculature. <laughs> I'm trying to work on my triceps or my my jerk is lacking. And so I want that last little push up yeah, overhead. Yeah. So I'm working on push ups. It's just like, no, this is what we do. Yeah. It's like just... I just got to be active somehow. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny. A lot of kids are inherently active. Like if 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 I watch Jax, who's two and a half, he runs all day. Oh yeah, just move, 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 play, play, play. It's only when we get indoctrinated into the school system where we're taught you sit down. Yeah, yeah. Stay there. Sit in front of a screen. Sit in front of a book. Mm-hmm. Don't move. Be quiet. Like at, at at some point we stop becoming animals and we become this whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. But if you can if you can just lead by example in Joe, you've simply done it by having your kids around. Yep. You owned a gym for a lot of years. I mean, mm-hmm. Jojo was raised there. Yep. Uh, I've done it by bringing my kids in. I've got a, a bunch of pictures of beans in diapers in the gym. And the same thing with Jack's. Like if you look at my Instagram, you'll always see him lurking in the background doing yeah. something. Yeah. But hanging out because it's just part of our deal. I, I, I showed you it was funny. Uh, Beans' mother sent me a video the other day of, of, of from their house. Um, Beans is doing push-ups while he's having a pool party. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like just what you do. Like I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta bang some reps out. <laughs> so I think if you can, if you can raise the kids like that, they're gonna be a lot better off because kids learn a lot more from what you do than what you say. Ex- yeah, you can tell that, kids that's, stuff that is so key right there. Yeah, because yeah. It, it's your actions that define you, right? And kids, oh, yeah. again, there's no bullshitting kids. They see what nope. you do and, and you can talk till you're blue in the face, but they are going to do what you do. Yep. And that's it. And, and so, so that's what I would say. If you want your kids to really be interested in fitness, you can't be that fat slob that's sitting on the couch. Yeah. Sucking back a 60 ounce soda, mm-hmm. eating Doritos, doing nothing, and then yelling at your kids that they should be outside playing. Like, yeah. how about you get up out of your seat, jackass, and you go outside and play? Yeah. You want the kids like, to play? Want- say, hey, kids, we're going outside. Let's go. Yeah. Just go with them. You want mm-hmm. your kids to jump on a trampoline? You jump on the trampoline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you want your kids to swim, you go swimming with them. Don't be that. And I hate this dad. Who's who's on his BlackBerry? If that's even still an invention right now, um, it's probably been replaced by iPhone and Samsung. I don't know if you can get a BlackBerry, but he's at the park. He's in his he's in his collared shirt and his slacks, uh-huh. sitting on the park bench, bored to tears, just like putting in time. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, I I I used to get this a lot, uh, especially back in my my Taekwondo days. Of parents would come sit at the back of the room. You know, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight, bored, reading a book while their kids are doing a class. And it's like, hey, why don't yep. why don't you sign up? You're going to be watching. here anyway. Oh, you know, it's just I'm not very athletic. And it's like, well, your kids think they're going to grow up and be fat and sit in the back of the room, too, because they're they're watching, you, you know. But that that's yeah. just that's people's mentality that they, they yeah. want it. They almost like want to coach their kids. They don't want to actually be fit themselves. Yep. They want nothing to do with it. Mm hmm. So the next kind, so the first rule is lead by example. If that's all you do, your kids will be way further ahead, especially down the road as they get older. Yeah, and that's like 90% uh, of it for sure. That's I, I, I think so for sure. You know, before we move on, that's actually just like Christmas to me. Like we always opened up one present on Christmas Eve. Hmm. So guess what I do with my kids now? Yeah. They get one present on Christmas Eve. And, and frankly, if you didn't do that with your parents, that would be weird to you. Yeah, yeah. If you opened up all your presents on Christmas Eve, it would be hell for you mm-hmm. to make your kids wait for Christmas morning. Like we kind of do what we got like growing up. Yeah. You've yeah. got some, some, some probably some great habits and some crazy habits from your parents. Yeah. Lead by example. The second one, and this is big. You don't need a program for kids. No. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm going to define as kids here. I'm going to say under 16 maybe, but you don't need some hardcore program for them. Yeah, and I, I like to point out too, like it, it really has a lot to do with their developmental level. Like are they in a particular sport? Are they very interested in one sport or another? Are they just kind of general? Like everything is so dependent on the individual person. Yep. But as a general rule, like until they are ready to uh, commit to something – and and that something could be even very CrossFit-esque. It could be a very general fitness program. Until they're ready to say that's what they want to do, 
Like everything is just playtime and it needs to be playtime just from a developmental aspect. You know, if you start saying, well, okay, listen, son, you're six years old. I need you to pound out five by fives on that bench. Like, yeah, that's not actually a effective or be good for the kid. You know, like they have other needs first. You see it all the time in, in, in Canada, we call them hockey dads. Yeah. Um, but in Utah, Joe, I got to tell you, I've been exposed to some football parents. Holy <laughs> shit. They are intense. Yeah. yeah. Like good church going people <laughs> who pride themselves on dressing nice every Sunday, helping their neighbors shovel their driveway, yeah. giving to charity. And the, 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 the biggest swear word you're going to hear these people say is gosh, dang it. Yeah. Or – or, 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 or Jesus Murphy, that was tough today. Um, <laughs> I do, I do live in Utah, which is, which is Mormon central. So you don't get a lot of bad words. Um, but, but then these same parents are calling the ref a goddamn motherfucker Yeah, because yeah. they, they blew a call or they're slapping their kid in the head or they're, yeah. you know, you piece of shit. You better, holy, what the fuck just happened here? Yeah. All like, the rules went out the window. Yeah. Are insane over football yeah like i i watched one of the coaches uh not long ago grab a kid by the pads shake him slap him upside the head and i was just like don't touch my fucking kid yeah yeah like we're gonna have a real problem Mm -hmm. don't put your hands on him we're here for fun but parents that do that to kids Every kid that I've met that, that, that's had a parent like that is burnt out at the age of 15 or 16. Yeah. They're just done. They're yeah. just finished. They don't want anything to do with it. They hate it. Like you can't make kids hate it. Make it fun and don't make it a thing either. Yeah. Yeah. Like it has to be fun. That's that's the whole point. It yeah. can't It can't be work. You know, it can't be something that they have to suffer through. They should want to be there. And not because you're telling them that they want to be there. They should want to be there because it's fun, because oh, they, they sure. enjoy the challenge, because they're learning, because their friends are there. Like there's so many other things. They shouldn't be there because they're trying to win a championship. No. You know, and, that, and that, that a- may come and that's a good lesson for a lot of the kids to learn. Like there's only one champion, right? Yep. But that's not the primary reason that they're there. Well, And there's a line, Joe, I think. And and to give an example, because you're used to it, Taekwondo, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my son's in Taekwondo. I make him go Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I make him go Saturday morning is because it's team training. And his yeah. teammates rely on him. So it's like, hey, you've made a. Sometimes he wakes up. He doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Dude, you've made a commitment. It's team training today. Do you want to let your teammates down? And I let him make the choice himself, but I lead him to it. Yeah. So yeah. he says, no, I, I, I don't want to I, I don't want to let them down. I'll go. But honestly, on a Wednesday or a Thursday, if he's exhausted from school and doesn't want to go, I don't make him go because mm-hmm. the other kids aren't dependent on him those yeah, days. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, though, I remind him if he doesn't do well in a tournament, it's his own damn fault. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you want to get better, you got to show up more. If you're only going to show up once or twice a week, Mm -hmm. this is why you didn't do very good. Well, I think it's important. It's important. And I think about beans in this light too, because he's, he's pretty well versed in this. Like I I know him well enough that he, he would say to you like, dad, I want to win nationals next year. And you say, okay, you understand what that's going to entail. Like you can't be missing practices because you're tired. You know, do, do you want me to force you to go? And he would say, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would be an understanding at that point. It wouldn't be, son, I was in Taekwondo, so you're in Taekwondo and now off you go. You know what I mean? Like it's oh, he, sure. he's committed to that, then you're there as the parent to not let him slack because we all know what that's like. You know, we well, all know what parents... it's like to be tired and to not want to go and, and, and having that person in your corner who says, No, you told me you wanted to win nationals, this is what it takes. I'm dragging you there. Yeah. That's the thing. But you also get these, you know, it's funny. You get these parents and I'll go back to that football parent. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the one football coach I'm talking about, he's probably that guy that is just bent out of shape that he never got a scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. That's just bent out of shape because he never, and now 
he's probably deep down got good intentions, but the way it's coming across, he's going to take it out on every kid that crosses his path. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is life or death. Yeah. Do or die now or never. Like, dude, dude, they're five dude. years old. Like, yeah, they're up. like little kids. Right. <laughs> but it's funny. Even if you want to make the argument, well, I'm just trying to push my son and make him great. I didn't start wrestling till I was 16 years old. Yeah. I made the UFC. Mm-hmm. I fought for a world kickboxing title. I was really good at wrestling. I've won a world jujitsu championship. Like you're not too late if you're starting at 10. Yeah. You're yeah. not too late if you're starting at 12. There's all kinds of stories that people have never played football until they're 16 and make mm-hmm. the NFL. Well, and, so, and most of the best athletes weren't like born and only did that one sport. Yes, they're well-rounded. Yeah, like Michael Jordan best basketball player ever and everyone just assumes well since the moment he could walk he had a basketball in his hands and that's that's not true his no, his his passion was baseball right yep. he wanted to be a baseball player but he played basketball he played baseball he played every sport he could come across that's why he was a great athlete because he played a lot of different sports he didn't yep. just get good at one thing you know if yes, all your kid does is play soccer 11 months out of the year you're gonna have all kinds of overtraining, overuse injuries you're gonna be pushing yep. that kid like they're going to be so sick of soccer by the time they're eight or nine years old that they're, they're never going to stick with, you know, they're just, no, not we talked improve. about it before the psychological joke. Yeah. Like the, 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 you're right from a physical standpoint, but even the psychological, if your kids got to go through a grind mm-hmm. at 10 years old, they will quit. I promise you. Yeah. 100%. Like I'm done. Yep. So, so make it fun for them. Now, how does that relate to weights? Bring your kids to the gym. Let them try stuff out. Yeah. Teach them. Be patient. But don't put them on five sets of five at 70%. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yell at them if yeah. they don't get a PR. Like, don't test them overly. Like, just let them play and try stuff and do stuff. Yeah. My, you know? my, my daughter um, will, will hold a broomstick when I'm doing Olympic lifting, and she just wants to play along. She doesn't care how much weight she lifts. You know, there's yep. no there's no ego tied to like what her deadlift is. You know, like that's it's insignificant. Oh. That doesn't matter right now. What matters for her no. is that she's spending quality time with her father, right? And there shouldn't be. I have to I have to rain beans in where he's like, I need a double body weight deadlift. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for adults. You just like show up and do your thing. Like, don't pressure it right now. Yeah, yeah. And there's no shame either in getting another coach. Right for your kids. Like I, I, I want to do stuff with, with beans and I want to teach them. But to be honest with you, that's why I hired master pace. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to be that dad that's putting like the fact that I lost a couple of fights onto my kid. Mm -hmm. No, you go learn from him. And I've, I've tried to make it a rule to not insert myself, uh, respect the teacher, um, let them do their thing. And if he asks me my opinion, he's getting old enough. I'll give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. But I try not to be, if anything, I just want to be his fan. Yeah. You know? Um, so there's no shame either. If you don't know a lot about fitness or you don't think you have the maturity to be kind of more hands off, you know, and you're going to be that guy that's yelling at your kids, get somebody else to do it for you. Well, I, I like good kids programs. I like what you just said, though. Like you, you just kind of want to be his biggest fan. Right. Mm-hmm. And and if you're forcing your kid to go to practice and you're screaming at the coach, that's not being a fan. You know what I mean? No. Like like right now, my daughter is she's almost four years old. Uh, yep. the, her two major activities are gymnastics and Irish dance lessons. Yep. Now, if if she were to say to me, Dad, I'm done with Irish dance, it would break my heart, but that's her choice. You know, she'd yep. probably go on to do things with gymnastics. She's totally into American Ninja Warrior right now, too. So I, I kind of feel like she probably would choose gymnastics. Uh, if she were to give that up and want to do Irish dance, that's fine. But wherever she goes, like, I just want to be there and I want to watch what she does because she just amazes me. You know, yeah. she's, she's so dedicated. And even at this age... Um, like she does like get into what she's doing when she's in her dance class. She is a dancer when she's at gymnastics, like she's really into doing what they're supposed to be doing there. It's appropriate to her level. You know, they're not like trying to make her learn some Olympic caliber routine of anything right now. It's mostly just a bunch of running around and hopping around and like crawling and, 
you know, just, just having fun and being a kid, but she's into it. And so I mm-hmm. want to be there and, and see what she can do. I want to give her the opportunity to grow on her own. I don't want to force her into something. And I cannot imagine a world where she's doing a routine and I'm screaming at her gymnastics coach, you know, and she gets on a basketball yep. team and I'm berating the referee about something because that's, that's like not the point, you know, I'm there yeah. to watch her perform, you know, it'd be terrible to be, to be like that. And yeah. I can't imagine parents like that, but there are parents like that. Like yeah. my kid's eight, he's going to the CrossFit games. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Calm down a minute. Yeah. You know, um, Third point, safety first. 100%. 100%. Don't, don't fuck your kids up making yeah. them do stupid shit. Like no kid needs to do a thousand burpees for time. No. No kid needs to do a one rep max deadlift. Like treat it like a liability situation. I don't want to hurt this person. I don't want to get sued. Yeah. Let them just – have some fun, but do it in a safe way. You don't want your kids at 15 with multiple shoulder problems, right? Blowing ACLs, blowing Achilles, like these injuries kids are getting from overuse is crazy. These it days. is. Well, and again, because parents are forcing them to do a single sport at a very young age and their bodies, yep. it's not appropriate for their, again, for their developmental level. What a weird concept, right? Like they're not yep. supposed to be running eight miles a day. We'll probably don't need to have them in soccer 11 months out of the year. Give them a break, you know, have, oh, them, do, sure. have them do different sports. It doesn't always have to be field sports. You know, they can have, yep. a, they can have an off season. They can do this thing. It's crazy. It's called cross training. <laughs> yep. Train the things now, you don't do in your regular sport. One thing from, from hearing you talk, it's interesting. You keep having a sport perspective, mm-hmm. um, which, which is interesting. Like we're, we're having to talk about the gym, I guess, but it keeps coming back to sports. Do you think that sports are better than the gym? Not for kids? necessarily. And again, it, it, it has a lot to do with where the children are at, right? Uh, there, I, I was trying to find this earlier. It was an article that I had read. Uh, and I, I, in my memory, it's the introduction to a particular book and I couldn't find it in there. So maybe I was dreaming it. But the, the gist of the article had to do with the old um, Soviet Union system for grooming athletes. And this, this has actually uh, inspired a very similar model in the U.S. Olympic teams called the Athletic Development yep. Model. Uh, I highly recommend anybody who's interested in youth development as athletes, familiarize yourself with this model. Um, uh, as a USA weightlifting certified coach, it's available so whatever sports you're in, if you're in taekwondo or badminton or anything that is is somehow attached to the uh, U.S. Olympic Committee, it's available to you. Um, I think it's also a free PDF download if you just Google it, athletic development model. But the idea of it is, is as children are growing, you know, different parts of their body, different parts of their brain, their personalities, uh, their social development, they're all kind of like tuned towards a particular things. So when they're – think about this. When they're two years old and they're just kind of learning how to walk and how to run and how to jump – like, how much sense does it make to, to hand them a barbell and start trying to teach them how to snatch? Like, none at all, because they just they don't even have the coordination for that. But what would make sense is, like, maybe getting them into, like, a basic gymnastics class. And so what yep. the old Soviet Union would do is they would say, like, okay, this kid, his parents are both champion weightlifters, so there's a better-than-not chance he's going to be a weightlifter. So we're going to put him in gymnastics until he's six years old. And so what does that have to do with anything? Well, it's just him learning his body, learning balance, learning agility, learning coordination. By the time he's six years old, it's like, okay, he's a pretty decent little athlete. Let's get him into like, I don't know, maybe some, some play soccer leagues and just see how he does in a structured sport with other participants. Right. And he might play soccer. He might play, I don't know, baseball. There's probably some obscure Russian sports that they had him playing. And then as the child developed, at a certain point, they'd say, you know what, we're going to we're gonna hand him a broomstick and we're going to start teaching him the movements because we're pretty certain this kid's going to be a weightlifter. And so here's a broomstick. And he would spend like two years continuing to play sports, just being a kid, you know, no real, no clue that he's kind of being groomed per se. He's just like, yeah, I get to play sports all the time. This is fun lots of different things and in the meantime he's sort of mastering these basic movements with a with a broomstick by the time he's 13 14 15 years old they're actually using light weights right by the time he's 16 guess what kid you're going to be a weightlifter and at that point the kid's like sweet i've always wanted to be a weightlifter you know because it was so gently 
introduced to him and it was just like doors were just open to him. By the time the kid's 18, he's snatching world records. Well, the other the other interesting thing about that, too, though, and, and I've read this with the Russians is form was key. Yeah. Like it was never a thing about you're going to be doing one rep maxes at eight. Like, no. yes, you're lifting weights at eight years old, but we're concentrating on form and patterns of movement exactly not exactly. not really anything else you know yeah, what i mean like, like weights didn't actually become challenging until they were in their late teens and like i yes. said by the time they're in their 20s they're going to the olympics so i mean that there's this this so much work is put on the front end of just being a well-rounded athlete no matter what you know sport they would eventually kind of fall into that by the time they specialized they could just focus on that sport it's not yeah. like when you're you're 38 years old and you get into CrossFit and you find out like you've got serious shoulder mobility issues over 38 years of not doing anything and now you're trying to learn how to do an Olympic snatch, right? Like that's a whole another set of problems. These kids aren't going to have that problem. So like I said, going back to the the athletic development module module, it it's about finding the kids where they're at and trying to get them into appropriate activities for their age and their development. And and it actually recommends, you know, from age 0 to 12, they should be kind of in play sport mode, right? Somewhere around like age 10 to maybe 13, 14, they start learning the basics of different games, different sports that they might want to get into. They don't actually choose a sport until, again, they're like 14, 15, 16 years old. And the serious training doesn't start until they've been in that sport for a number of years and I'm going to say that again, years, they're in the sport before they seriously start training for it. And so wow. when you think about that background, by the time these, you know, 16 year old kids from Russia were getting into serious training, they had 16 years of athletic development built in. So it shouldn't be a surprise that they ended up being good weightlifters, right? Or good wrestlers or good on the volleyball team, because everything they did was just about being a good general athlete beforehand. And so you say, is, is you know, sport better than the gym? Well, not necessarily. The gym, to me, I mean, if you, if you take the CrossFit perspective, like CrossFit is kind of its own sport. Yep. And it's a very general sport. Like, yeah, I mean, they could kind of be interested in CrossFit. They could even do it. Like I've seen like a teen uh, CrossFit competitions. Like, hey, cool, great. But like you said, eight years old and you've already decided they're going to win the CrossFit games, like settle down a little bit. Like let yeah. the kid be a kid. Yep. Agreed. Um, but I I also think that said, don't restrict your kids to just weightlifting. No, not at like all. Like what you said earlier, like the more activities they can do, the better. Yeah. You know, maybe three or four a year. That's why I also don't mind it. Listen, I want Beans to be a killer. Like I want him in yeah. Taekwondo to be able to kick people's heads off <laughs> at the same time. He's taking the next four months off Taekwondo to do football. Yeah. And then he'll be done with football. Um, and then he'll play some basketball and then he'll get back into Taekwondo. And I don't mind any of this. Mm -hmm. I've actually noticed it's funny. Some, some transfer or some carryover, um, super shy and timid in Taekwondo last year. Yeah. Uh, scared to hit kids hard. Um, not assertive football, straighten that out. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah. And I mean, you can make arguments about head traumas and concussions and, and, and all this other stuff, but football really taught him to be assertive. Yeah. He's way more aggressive this year, uh, in his sport, which really helped him with Taekwondo. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think is a bad thing. Mm -mm. And, and let me be clear because there will be some jackass that's listening to this podcast that thinks, oh, you're teaching your kid to be aggressive. Beans is the last kid that would ever fight somebody outside of yes. Taekwondo. He's the nicest, most gentle kid. If anything, he gets bullied at school. I'm talking about assertiveness and aggressiveness in a sport. Well, and, and, and again, Beans like knows when to be assertive because it was. I mean, yeah, like you said, even last year, he was very timid, you know. Yep. He, he he was afraid to kick the other kids. And I would see him kick a shield and he would blast it. And then he'd get in the ring and he's just like touch and go because he doesn't like want to hurt anybody. But he has to learn, yep. you know, when, when you step into the ring, it's a different set of rules now. Like the yep. expectation is that you're going to bring everything you can against your opponent and they're going to do the same likewise. You know, we're yep. not there to play patty cake. And, and, and he's kind of figured that out. And again, yeah, football, there are definitely some risks to any sport. Football is not immune, 
but in my own experience, it, it also taught me to, to, to be assertive and to know sort of, you know, when to flex and when to back down. No, for sure. So we uh, also talked about um, the, the, the no pressure thing, right? Yeah. Um, we, we talked about don't train your kids for the CrossFit games at eight. But are there any other things that as parents, some other pitfalls that we should be aware of that you think? Well, I think that the, we talked about this a little bit in our last podcast. There's a lot of bad information out there. Yep. You know, and, and finding some ways to sort through all of that, because there are some people who say, well, your, your child is, is young. There's no way they should be doing any kind of resistance training. And, and some people will say, well, but like, you know, bands are okay or like lightweights are okay, but heavyweights, there's no way they shouldn't be doing that. Uh, and, and again, it, it just depends so much on the particular kid. It depends on the environment that they're in, the kinds of sports that they're into. Uh, so finding good coaches and being selective in those coaches is, is really important. You know, back in my day, um, you might have been the second grade teacher and the principal of the school walks up and says, hey, guess what? You're the head football coach. You know, what's your athletic experience? And you're like, uh, literally nothing. And they're like, OK, well, you better find some books on coaching youth because here you go. And now there's people who make whole careers out of just being a football coach for high schools. You know, and they'll move around from different schools and different districts and try to develop programs. Uh, so it's a very different approach. But you don't, you can't just assume that the coach of the team knows everything about the sport. So yeah, like, that I mean, that's a good point. And and the same thing goes for working out. Yeah. Right. Like, just because someone says there's a personal trainer and they're good at working with kids, are they actually good at working with kids, or mm -hmm. did they just think that this was a way they could make more money or? Yeah give them an edge over other trainers or yeah, this yeah. is they're going to be their niche training market yeah. it doesn't mean they're actually good at it well and we talked a little bit earlier today about uh, crossfit kids right and this was a, a brilliant program um that kind of came up through crossfit hq um it got kind of ugly there was some i don't know political stuff going on between the the, the people who started crossfit kids and greg glassman and i don't know all the details of it but they kind of had a falling out but when that sort of launched, I was very, very curious about it. And they would, they would post a lot of stuff about that on the CrossFit main site. Um, but the program was brilliant. It was really just about bringing functional fitness to younger generations because most CrossFit gyms were populated by, you know, 20 somethings who listened to rage against the machine and had a bunch of ink tattooed all over them. And so trying to yep. branch out and get like, you know, Hey, let's get some, some 10 year olds in here. Let's get some 12 year olds in here that, you know, my, my, my friends and I all go to the CrossFit gym. We've all got kids that are six years old. Like, shouldn't my kids be doing CrossFit? And and God bless the people who got involved with the sport because, you know, they, they see that. They're like, well, if I, this is good for me, shouldn't this be good for my children? Uh, and CrossFit Kids was an attempt to to say, yeah, there's there's actually a way to foster all of these things that would help these kids develop into better CrossFit athletes. And again, it followed this sort of developmental model of like where are the kids at the kinds of exercises, right? Um, it wasn't a prescribed sets and reps, but there was a system to writing workouts. Uh, what it sort of devolved to was just daycare at CrossFit gyms where mm. they would have non-certified coaches running these courses with kids. And sometimes it would be like a little obstacle course. Sometimes it was just like a little mini really scaled back CrossFit workout. Sometimes it was literally just hand all the kids an iPad or have a TV on and mom and dad go work out and the kids are in the quote unquote CrossFit kids program. Um, and so I've, I have yet to see a gym that really successfully implemented the program. I think the way that it was ever intended and I've seen a lot of gyms implemented very poorly and that's a shame. Yeah, I, I think that you have to care first and foremost. Yeah. Um, but along with that, for a lot of people to care, there has to be a financial reward. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like it's sad. Most most people do stuff for money. Let's face it. They're not just doing it because of the love of the sport, the love of mm -hmm. the game, the love of the of, of, of training. So you really need somebody that cares. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also making a living off of it because frankly, like if I'm a coach and the kids program's not bringing any money in, I might not be able to devote time to it. Yeah. So ideally you want both those things. Um, question for you and don't put this on the podcast because I don't want to sound like an idiot. But <laughs> so so edit this out, please. Yeah. But will my child stunt their growth if he lifts weights? <laughs> Joe? 
This is a big one. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, is Beans <laughs> going to grow up to be a, like a little tiny person? Oh, he's going to be the most incredible weightlifter ever because of his stunted growth. He has the genetics of a 6'4", 265-pound gorilla in the body of a kid who's only 4'4". Four, four. But, <laughs> but it is funny. I hear all the time that like parents are like, they're going to damage their growth plates yeah. because that's what they've they've heard and they're going to have stunted growth. The funny thing is that can't be true. Yeah. Like because you you your body and it's funny, your muscles don't know the difference between like the resistance provided by a barbell. Yeah. Or dumbbells and like the resistance provided by I don't know vigorous work or play. Yeah. Like if that if that myth were true, kids all over the world would suffer from like stunted growth. Like if you had to complete chores on a farm, you'd be tiny. Yes. If you had to play explosive sports, you'd be little. But this is the kind of advice they get from like, uh, you know, grade school PE teachers don't really have any understanding. And again, you, you have to vet your sources on this. Somebody says, well, I specialize in youth development. Well, what background do they have? Do they have certifications? You know, have they worked yeah. with a, with like IYCA? Are they are they you know do they have some certification in dealing with kids? Um, are they are they involved in organizations that work with kids? Like those are the kinds of things you should be looking into. Check the resume and then follow up on it. I have a bunch of youth certifications and they're all posted on my website because if people say yep. you know hey do you know a good coach for dealing with like. You know, my son wants to get really good at football, and I'll be like, "Well, actually, I've got a lot of background in that, and I enjoy working with him." So, here, here's a list of my references. That's very different from have, like, "Yeah, I'm a, a certified personal trainer, and I just love kids." But telling people that, that they're, they're going to stunt their growth, like, all I want to know is, so Beans can't pick up a barbell because he's going to turn into a tiny person. Mm-hmm. But like, is he allowed to piggyback another kid? <laughs> Is yeah, he allowed yeah. to have a wheelbarrow race? No, they're, like, they're fine to pick up and throw medicine balls. Like I said, resistance bands. People don't seem to have a hard time getting the kids to do anything with resistance bands. And it's like, that's yeah. actually harder than moving solid weights. Yeah. But hey, whatever, you know. But that's a legitimate question that I've mm-hmm. heard all the time. Yeah, well, I've, I've had it too. Growth plates. Aren't you going to? No, no. Like at, at some point, it's kind of like when the doctor tells you that you're not allowed to pick up 20 pounds, you yeah. never deadlift yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I can't pick up more than 20 pounds. Well, what happens if I have to pick up my kid? Yeah. She weighs 30 pounds. Well, well, I guess you could do that. Well, so is it 20 pounds or 30 pounds? Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. So there's this blanket statement that's given, but it's not necessarily true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, on the, on that note, uh, we didn't do any sponsorships this episode, um, and we really need to get the sponsorships, Joe, yes, because that's we do. what pays the bills. But uh, we decided we're going to sponsor ourselves today. Amen. About so, time. Uh, <laughs> about time. We have started a website. It is Inner Circle. I N N E R C I R C L E dot the Maximus Podcast dot com. So Inner Circle dot the maximus podcast.com uh it's a great place to go for information for example from this podcast we've been talking about kids fitness uh we're gonna put some kids workouts on the website Mm -hmm. you know just some simple things that you can do with your kids in the backyard body weight based uh involving some jumps some burpees some frog hops bear crawls, things that kids find fun, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe some other ideas, how you could introduce fitness into your kids' lives. But that's going to be one of the resources on the website. Uh, We also do resources like this for every podcast episode. Yeah. In fact, the the podcast episodes are even going to be available on that website. Which would be great. Now, Mm -hmm. the other thing, too, that that the website will give you is access to us. I'm not going to say 24-7, but private chat capability mm-hmm. and so we do have a discussion center on there um but the best part is you'll not just have us there other people that love the maximus podcast so a great place to go for information so if you have more questions from the podcast if you have questions about anything really you could use this as a resource like i don't think i, I, I don't want to i don't want to tell i don't want to tell anybody what to do with their lives but fire your personal trainer and get on the inner circle. It's all you'll ever need. Yeah. And we're also going to have daily workouts, mm-hmm. 
programs like really it is one-stop shopping for for everything you need and you will get priority coaching advice from us i mean i'll be honest i try to answer messages but i i don't even look at dms anymore hardly yeah yeah because i just can't i can't keep up with them or random facebook messages but if you're a member of this i'm happy to answer happy to help happy to make suggestions so it's something that could you, you might find really really valuable so we're we're pushing it but it's something that we absolutely believe in and for 24.99 a month it's a steal yeah like yeah. if you get all your workouts for the year you get dietary advice you get access to other people like-minded people a community of people to push each other you can ask questions get questions answered answer other people's questions I think it's a great resource. Well, and it's something that I think we, we both, in, in just our experience over the past few years working together, have realized uh, it's the stuff that's not available that we wish was available, right? Yes. There's, there's like a hole in the, the information superhighway of the internet, and we're trying to fill it with something that yep. you guys can, can trust, and we, we, we hope sure. to earn that trust. And we're not charlatans. You don't have to sign up for a year there's no cancellation fee like try it out for a month if you like it stay if you don't go yep like there's no you're not there's not a gun to your head you don't have to commit uh in advance um you know try it out and see if you get something from it so that is available now so innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com and uh on that note, I mean, I think we've done a good job talking about kids. I always think we've done a good job, but I'm also <laughs> an egomaniac, uh, according to some. Um, but we've uh, done a good job. Uh, so if you want to continue the conversation, I would head over there and we'll be there to uh, continue this. Is she the-